This is episode 168 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life. Today's articles are The Top 5 Essential Oils for Migraines, Hobo Fishing with a Soda Can, and the Minnesota Starvation Experiment and How It Can Affect Your Storage. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey, a uh, couple of things right before we get started. I'd like to welcome all the new uh, listeners to the podcast and uh, all you guys that are the new preppers, welcome and uh, just uh, love having you here. Uh, if you are a new prepper and you are looking for great information on uh, how to prepare, I'd love to invite you over to PrepperWebsite.com. That's where we host all the, uh, the newest uh, preparedness articles every single day. That's where we, we curate and we put all the best up there on Prepper Website. And then I'd love to invite you over to the Facebook group. And that's a place where you can ask questions and no one is going to make fun of you or dog you or, or any of that kind of stuff like you see in some of the other places. Uh, we just, we, we're really trying to, to build a, a learning community for preppers to, to grow and learn. And there's always good stuff every single day. And so, uh, you know, welcome again and like to invite you to some more resources. Hey, uh, Brian uh, left a, a comment on episode 164. Uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Prepper's Last Wishes or writing a will. And uh, he left this comment. I thought it was really good. I wanted to share it with you. So just wanted to mention, if you have an executor to your will, it is a good idea to also give that person a copy of the will and documents. Sadly, there are times when the deceased family gets involved. Greed can get in the way. If the executor has a copy, they can step in with the information and documents in hand so the wishes of the deceased can be carried out. And that's a great idea. Uh, I had mentioned making sure that you file your, uh, your will with the county clerk. Uh, but yeah, also if you name an executor, make sure that you give that uh, a copy to the executor. So thanks, Brian, for leaving that that comment and giving us that uh, that information. Hey, uh, we did receive another um, review on uh, on iTunes, and I uh, want to just thank uh, Rosello for dropping this. Um, I guess this was today, earlier today. Uh, it says, uh, and normally I, it takes a, a little while for, for it to show up. I just happened to go into iTunes myself, and I was able to see it. Um, and he wrote down a modern day Noah. <laughs> well, I don't know so much about that. Noah was a great man of faith, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's cool. Thanks for that, man. But he says, as a fellow Christian and a beginner prepper, this is the best podcast to listen to. Very informative and c- current. It's easy to listen and understand when he is speaking with his website to follow up and listening. So you're able to take notes and even print them to paper. So when SHTF happens, you'll have what you learned on paper. God is watching over him and allowing him to help others to get prepared. So it's up to you to listen and learn, then teach others. We can only help those who want to help, who want help. God bless. All right. So uh, Rosello, thanks so much for leaving that, man. Yeah. And uh, I, I really started into preparedness uh, and it really was a God thing. Uh, I won't, I won't relate the story again uh, on this podcast, but you can, uh, you can read it on Prepper website in the about and uh, you can go there and uh, it'll give you all that. But uh, hey, thanks for uh, that comment, man. I really appreciate that and uh, the five-star review. 
Hey, um, things are crazy right now in California. So guys, I hope you're keeping these these people in your prayers. Um, last I, I read, there's 23 people have, have died. 170,000 acres uh, are destroyed. Um, there's like 400 and something people missing. I, I believe 421 people missing. Um, so there was an article here on the beta.latimes.com uh, website. And uh, so it's the Napa Sonoma County fires. So there's like, I guess they've named the fires, right? So there's the Tubbs fires that has eaten 20, that's 27,000 acres. The Nuns fire, 5,000 acres. The Patrick fire, 1,000 acres. The Atlas Peak fire, 25,000 acres. And uh, so just, yeah, that's, that's just crazy the way that it's going and uh, how it's just leaving devastation. If you've seen any of the pictures, it's, uh, it's really, really terrible. So um, keep these guys in your prayers. And, uh, you know, it's always uh, one of those things. I mean, this is why we prep, uh, even, even something like uh, fires, right? And um, so, uh, you know, gosh, uh, I, 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 my heart goes out. You know, there's just so much devastation right now, right? You got the hurricane. Uh, you got hurricanes, you got fires, you got, uh, you know, you you always have people, and and those are just the big ones that are affecting so many people, right? And then you have uh, everyone has their own issues that they're dealing with. You know, am I going to keep my job? Uh, you know, this medical condition, uh, my kids, and you have all these things that you're dealing with, and so um, that's one reason why we uh, definitely have faith in God, and uh, and and we also prepare, and because uh, it's smart to prepare. Uh, God has given you a brain, and so hopefully you put that into action. All right, so uh, some great articles this uh, this Friday for the Friday podcast. Um, on the Friday podcast, I normally read uh, uh, an article from the archive, right? And usually pull that out. I, I kind of waited too long to drop that on the Facebook page or Facebook group and say, "Hey guys, uh, any recommendations?" And uh, so I, I, went at, I went ahead and uh, found an article on my own. And actually, I found two of them. One's a really short one. And then one is, I mean, I think it's so interesting. I think you're going to, the Minnesota starvation experiment, man, you're going to really want to listen to this one. Uh, but the, this first one on uh, essential oils is very, very important as well. Uh, and uh, as a guy, <laughs> I know like Todd, you're, you're, yeah, as a guy, I mean, essential oils work. I mean, it's a, it's a legit thing. So uh, let me read here from, from BackdoorSurvival.com. Uh, again, that's BackdoorSurvival.com, the top five essential oils for migraines. And uh, so let, well, let me go ahead and start reading, and then I'll come back and give you a little bit of commentary. Anyone who – actually, I'm going to give you commentary during, during the article. How about that? All right. Anyone who has experienced a migraine understands the desire for something, anything, to make the pain decrease or vanish. The sharp needles shooting underneath your skin, the dull throbbing in your temples, it all makes for a terrible experience. Fortunately, there are some natural relief options to minimize or fix your pain altogether. So what, are my, what migraines are? Migraines are more than just a headache. They are a severe form of head pain. They can last for hours or sometimes even days. Often they are painful enough to dramatically interfere with your life, making it nearly impossible to work, run errands, or even think. Many people try to simply sleep off the headache, but often the pain is too severe to be able to fall asleep. So what triggers a migraine? Migraines do not just come out of thin air. Something sparks them in our body. They can be caused by a number of different factors, including foods like highly salty or processed foods, skipping meals, wine, highly caffeinated drinks, and stress. The natural migraine remedies. 
When you choose a natural migraine remedy, you can avoid dealing with over-the-counter medications, which can sometimes react with any other medication you are on. This also helps reduce dependency on pharmacies or grocery stores. Natural remedies can also help target the root cause of migraines with the issues of stress. By preventing stress, you can prevent migraines caused by stress. One great natural remedy is using essential oils. So what are essential oils? Essential oils are liquids created from natural extracts such as flowers and fruits. They can be used for a number of solutions including soothing a sore throat, improving your sleep, or fighting against allergies. The active chemicals within the essential oils enter our bodies in three ways. Topical application, oral application, and aromatic application. Each essential oil offers different benefits. You can choose one, ones that best fit what you're looking for. Maybe you want to manage your stress to prevent stress-related migraines. Maybe you want to help deal with pain relief without using over-the-counter pills. Check out the following top essential oils for migraines below. First one is peppermint oil. Peppermint oil is often used to help deal with pain management because it offers a cooling effect due to its containing meth, uh, menthol. It also helps stop muscle contractions, which often cause our heads to feel tight, tense, and in pain during a migraine. One research study found putting peppermint oil on the skin of participants can help foster pain relief without any negative side effects. Another research study found using peppermint led to less overall sensitivity during a headache. If you are looking for relief during a migraine, peppermint oil is a great go-to choice. You can find peppermint oil here. Alright, so um, Backdoor Survival, they promote Spark Natural uh, Essential Oils, which I do as well on my, uh, on my uh, website, on Prepper website. Uh, Spark Naturals are a little bit cheaper than like Young Living and doTERRA and uh, they're, they're just as good and they're just as high um, as a quality uh, w when you're looking at essential oils because there's some that you can buy on Amazon they are a little bit cheaper that, um, that are not uh, as high quality. But peppermint, so I want to talk a little bit about peppermint. Peppermint is the one that kind of sold my wife on essential oils. She suffers from bad migraines. I'm going to talk a little bit about that at the end as well. But uh, peppermint oil was the one. There was one day, and she does take over-the-counter medication, and it wasn't, it wasn't touching it. I mean, it was, it, she, she had taken the, the big medicine. It wasn't touching it. She was in a lot of pain. And, uh, you know, when, you're seeing, when you watch your wife, you know, in that pain, you, you're like, man, what can I do? But I remember that I had ordered some essential oils, and... Um, I went ahead and asked her, I said, hey, do you want to try? I, I looked up, first of all, you know, hey, what would be good, a good essential oil for migraines? And I found that it was peppermint. And so I, I realized that this little kit that I, that I bought did have peppermint in it. So I asked her if you want to put this on. And so we, I did. And, you know, a little bit after, I'm like, hey, so how does it feel? And she goes, well, it didn't take it away, but it's cooling and it helped to deaden it. So, um, you know, it, it helped to manage it a little bit more. And that kind of sold her on the essential oils. And since then, uh, we've been looking at, you know, other essential oils for all kinds. Of, I mean, we have essential oils for all kinds of things. Um, but uh, there, there are two specific ones that we get from Spark Naturals that they're not talking about here in this article. And I'll touch on them in, in just a minute, uh, as well as some other things that we've done uh, or that she's done for her migraines. But peppermint is, uh, is an all-around great, great one to, um, to, uh, to have. Not only does it... 
uh, you know, help with migraines, but it also helps with just kind of the thinking and, and stuff like that. In, in school, when we, uh, when we were doing our big standardized tests and things like that, at least on my campus, we would give all the kids a peppermint, uh, well, they call them peppermint spencils, right? And uh, it was a, a pencil, a number two pencil that had peppermint that smelled like peppermint. And so peppermint is scientifically proven to help, you know, kind of think and, and to help you uh, to focus a little bit more. So we gave all our students one of those. and They always looked forward to that day uh, when, we, when we gave them those pencils. So there's a lot of benefit to peppermint oil. The next one is lavender oil. If you want to try to prevent migraines, lavender oil is a great approach. Often migraines are caused by built-up stress. If you can manage your stress better, you can prevent these types of migraines. Lavender oil is often used for stress management. In fact, some therapists will use, even use lavender oil in their sessions to help prevent patient stress when talking about difficult stress. Lavender oil is made up of a number of ingredients, including chemical compounds known as esters. These calm and relax our senses, helping us fight stress and anxiety that can lead to migraines. According to a research study, lavender helps calm your nervous system. This helps when we get stressed as our body kicks into fight or flight mode. Another study found that lavender can positively affect our serotonin levels, which decreases pain in our nervous system and helps prevent migraines. Using lavender oil helps you relax in great ways to reduce stress, especially if you couple it with relaxing activities like yoga, meditation, or deep breathing exercises. In addition to helping prevent migraines, lavender oil can also help if you end up getting a migraine such as due to food or caffeine. One research study looked at inhaling lavender essential oil in migraines and essential oils in migraines and concluded it can be an effective and healthy tactic to use. If you only pick up one essential oil to deal with headaches, lavender oil is a great bet. You can find it here. All right, I just want to briefly touch on this one. I, uh, I have a diffuser in my office, so we have two diffusers in the home, and um, I think my wife has one at, ho- at work as well, and I have one in my office, and so kick it on, and uh, everyone's kind of gotten used to it. Uh, and I diffuse peppermint, although I have been told that uh, diffusing peppermint can, using peppermint too much, uh, it can help with like heartburn and different things like that, but if you use it too much, it can cause heartburn. And uh, there was a time where I was feeling, I was using it every single day for like, you know, every, every single day for months and uh, started feeling a little bit of heartburn. So I don't know if it was that or if maybe it was other stuff that I was eating. I don't maybe it was a combination of things. So I've been using, uh, I kind of switch off on lavender. And so I, I, one day I might go peppermint, the other day lavender, whatever. But I've noticed here recently, and I've, in the last couple of days I've been talking about just the sinus pressure. I've noticed that when I diffuse lavender in my in my office, I don't feel the sinus pressure like uh, like I I do when I don't uh, diffuse it when I'm just diffusing peppermint, and so uh, I'm I'm wondering if that's just you know it's causing my me to not stress or not to you know my muscles to relax or I don't I don't know what it's causing but uh, I'm you know I'm I'm wondering if that's what it is. I'm going to keep uh, experimenting with that because like right now I feel sinus pressure and I'm not around lavender, but um, that's, uh, it would be definitely worthwhile just for that man uh, to to have it and to diffuse it. All right. So uh, let's continue on. The next one is basil oil. Basil oil is another great choice if you want to prevent migraines by preventing or better dealing with stress. Basil oil contains adaptogens, which are powerful warriors against the negative effects of stress. 
These balance our hormones and help balance out the negative effects of stress onto our bodies. When you start to feel stress, you can reach for basal essential oils to help fight back against it. Sometimes migraines make us feel mentally drained. It is almost as if we are in a fog. Even long after the pain is gone, basil oil can help give you an energy boost when you need to get back to work. It helps clear out minds and gives us the oomph needed to get back to our daily lives. You can find basil oil here. I, uh, I have not used basil oil, so I have no, uh, no uh, experience with that one. All right, the next one is eucalyptus oil. When we think of eucalyptus, many people imagine adorable koalas. But this natural superstar does more than feed those charming creatures. Eucalyptus is packed full of powerful potential. Like peppermint, eucalyptus essential oil provides a wonderful cooling sensation. It can help reduce mental fog, which usually is quite present during a migraine. One research study found inhaling eucalyptus oil helps reduce pain in patients, making it a great tool in attacking a migraine. You can find eucalyptus oil here. So, um... I don't think of koalas when I think of eucalyptus. I think of Vicks, right? Uh, you remember Vicks and your mom, is, your mom used to you know, pour that stuff on you when you had a cold and, and whatever. Maybe you put it on your feet, you put socks on. And that's still legit, right? I mean, that's still something you can use. But we use eucalyptus when we are really stopped up and it's hard to breathe and, breathe, and we diffuse it at night uh, you know, and put it in our uh, kids' rooms too if they are uh, stopped up. And uh, that always, always helps out. So eucalyptus is one of those definitely that are, that are very helpful to have. Next one is rosemary oil. Rosemary oil can help when you need to use your brain during a migraine since it helps improve your mental clarity and concentration. If you absolutely have to work during a migraine, using rosemary oil can help you push through the pain until you can collapse at home. Rosemary oil is a good preventative tool. One study found smelling rosemary helps reduce cortisol levels, which is what is released during stress. Rosemary oil can help with pain relief, as one study found it can help reduce tension and headaches. Uh, I've never used rosemary oil, but that uh, some of these things that it's talking about here, uh, I might need to pick some up. And you can pick up, there's a link to pick up rosemary oil here. All right, so how to use once you pick your desired essential oil or essential oils, you can choose from different application methods. The first one is oral application. This method involves ingesting the oil, such as adding it to a tea. There are enough health concerns about ingestion that we recommend avoiding this method altogether. <clears throat> so there are a lot of people that use uh, like uh, cilantro essential oil or lemon essential oil, and they use that in food. And some of them, if they're pharmaceutical grade, um, I, I think they're starting to change packaging there, but um, usually a website will tell you if they're pharmaceutical grade. Usually they're good for I ingesting, but I, I agree with this article. Usually you don't want to deal with uh, the oral application of it. Uh, you kind of stay away from that one unless you really, really know what you're doing. Um, the next one is a topical application, right? This is what a lot of people use. Uh, this method involves placing the essential oil on your skin so that fat-soluble properties of the oil can enter into our body, usually in 10 minutes or so. For this method, you need to make sure you aren't allergic to the ingredients. Make sure your given oil is okay for topical application since not every essential oil is suited for this type of application. And make sure you have a carrier oil. This helps avoid irritation and foster great application. 
You can apply the essential oil topically by using it as a massage oil, since massaging the area first will increase blood circulation and help the oil be better absorbed or rub it, rub it into your own forehead. All right, so um, I, I'm going to be honest with you. We don't use a lot of the carrier oils. A lot of the times we put it on uh, NEAT, which is N-E-A-T, which we just put the straight essential oil on, you know, on our body. Um, there are some blends that I was going to talk about here in just a minute. Um, and I do make some roller balls, and we do uh, use carrier oil, oils for that. But a lot of the times we're doing straight uh, essential oil. I know a lot of people would say not to do that or, you know, you got to be careful with that. Um, but that's the way that we use it. We don't use a lot of the real hot ones, uh, although some people would say, you know, some of these that we're talking about here or would be hot. Um, but that's just me. Uh, again, I think you still need to do a little bit of research on, on how it works with you and how it affects you. Um, and definitely different, you know, people are allergic. Like, for instance, somebody that I worked with was allergic to eucalyptus. So when I was, um, when I was not uh, feeling well and I was stopped up at work, I, I wanted to put that in my diffuser. But when I found out that they were allergic to it, I didn't, I didn't put it in there because it, it would have really, uh, you know, they were really allergic to it and uh, the smell and all that kind of stuff. So um, you got to be careful with that. So you might be allergic. You just kind of want to uh, try it out on, your, on yourself as well. The last one is the aromatic application. This method involves inhaling the molecules of the essential oil. This lets the chemicals enter our respiratory system and react with things like blood pressure and hormone balance. Many people use a special tool called a diffuser. This automatically gets the essential oils out into the air so you can easily breathe it in. This is the Your Power Essential Oil Diffuser. You can find it on Amazon here for $16. If you would rather not purchase a diffuser, you can place a few drops of the oil onto a tissue or cotton ball nearby where you are. Another option is to create an air freshener. Mix the oil and water together and spray throughout the room. If you are resting on your bed waiting for the migraine to pass, you can spray onto the sheets as long as you choose oil, as long as your chosen oil will not dye them. So it is easy to find essential oils once you know where to, where to look. Most grocery stores and pharmacies carry at least a few choices for you. You can also visit any type of natural store. They usually offer a decent selection. Uh, the grocery store that around me that carries essential oils carries the junk essential oil. So, you know, you got to be careful. You got to make sure that you're getting, like I said, the good quality essential oil. Of course, you will find the best selections online and sometimes the best prices too. We recommend the essential four pack for a small set and the health and wellness kit for a larger one. If you want either option, you can enter the code backdoor survival for a 10% discount on your order. Other uses for essential oils, beyond, beyond migraine help, there are so many uses for essential oils. Increase your energy or help with asthma, to name a few. Search our site for numerous articles on different essential oil uses. You can also visit our Pinterest board, which collects a number of useful essential oil strategies. Essential oils are just a small part of what we enjoy here at Backdoor Survival. Continue your prepping journey with free tips and strategies when you subscribe to our site's email address. All right, so a uh, good article there, uh, and I, I think essential oils is one of those things that you really should start looking into. Uh, I often talk about, 
I think where the medical community is going and we got Obamacare and whatever the Republicans are trying to throw out there and all that kind of, I think is so expensive at some point, it might be so expensive that it's going to be uh, out of our, out of our reach. And so one reason why we, we look at natural herbs and, and those kinds of things for, uh, for remedies, but then also essential oils is one of those things that really packs a powerful punch. And once you start using it, um, you, you become a believer. So one of the things I was talking about blends, so Spark Naturals, if you were to link from Backdoor Survival to go over to Spark Naturals, um, you, uh, they have a couple of blends that we use. They're, they have an allergy blend and they have a pain relief blend. Uh, and I believe uh, it's called LLP, LLP uh, unless they've changed the name, is the allergy blend and then LXP is the relief or pain relief blend. And so my wife has really started using those and, and she carries them with them. Uh, carries with her everywhere she goes and uh, it's funny because at, at school when allergy season is really uh, really bad I mean people come to her and they're like hey where's the stuff right it's almost like you're you're like you know it's like your drugs right Where, where's the stuff uh, and uh, you put it on and so I wanted to tell you a quick story there was a, a one somebody that I worked with and uh, was really suffering from allergies and they were in a lot of pain and so much that they go to the doctor to get a shot and, but the, 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 the appointment for the, the shot was not going to be till the next day. So they were, they were at work, they were pushing through, but they were suffering, right? So I finally like, look, just try some, one of my essential oils, my allergy blend. And I carry a little vial inside my boo-boo kit. Uh, I'll talk about that a little bit later on. And uh, finally convinced her to do it. I mean, she, you know, she was one of those like, chiropractors no you this no natural health blah 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 no i'm I'm just gonna go go get some medicine i'm gonna go get a shot but she was hurting so bad she was desperate right so she put it on and of course it has like a spicy smell she goes great i'm gonna smell smell like this all day long blah 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 well then she went she did her uh you know she did her duty with her students uh and and took care of her classes and during her break she came back she goes okay I'm a believer. Well, can I have some more? You know, and uh, she said it helped. She said it didn't take it away. Like just the same thing that my wife said. It didn't take it away, but it didn't it enough to be able to focus and do things that you needed to do. And uh, so that was a, a big deal. Um, th- that was when I was on the campus. So now that I'm at my um, uh, at the central office, uh, one of the secretaries was having the, the <laughs> having the uh, the same issue, and I finally convinced her. I'm like, look, just try this, and she tried it, and it worked so well. She bought some, and she's like, she calls it the voodoo, her, you know, the voodoo medicine or whatever, you know, because it just works, and and it's it's so helpful. So uh, go check out these essential oil blends or essential oil oils that are here for migraines that they're talking about at Backdoor Survival. But then you can also link from Backdoor Survival over to Spark Naturals and you can look at um, you can look at uh, the, the blends, right? And find the allergy blend and the pain relief blend. And uh, like they said here, when you enter in, I'm not going to promote my own, but uh, you know, when you enter in Backdoor Survival, uh, you get a 10% discount uh, when you order over there. And so uh, you know, that's a, it's a good deal. One last thing about migraines. Uh, my wife you know, has suffered with them for so long, and the essential oils do help, but she finally, you know, it's kind of like they were, they were really starting to get really strong. Uh, we finally, she looked into getting that, uh, that daith piercing. 
And uh, I guess that's the piercing, the ear piercing that goes through your cartilage in, in the middle. And it's funny because um, she got it done. And, uh, you know, it was painful. It was painful. I was there. I was holding her hand, and, and she was squeezing kind of tight. And uh, But she got it done. She was a trooper, and it has definitely helped. I mean, it was like, oh, my gosh. It was such a big deal. And so we have been talking about that with other people that I know have migraines, and other people are getting them, and it, it greatly helps out. Now, there's times where you do, like, all right, it's like I know that like right now I would have a bad migraine, but it's just I feel just like a little dull pain. So it's very, very helpful. We researched the place, the piercing place that we went to. Uh, and, uh, you know, it was a tattoo and piercing. And they had very, very good reviews. And we had heard from other people. Uh, we've sent people over there because it was just, you know, it was very legit. And uh, very, very clean, uh, the place where they, where they did it, right? Very, very clean, very sterile. They, they did a good job of, of, of that. We were very convinced that uh, they were very clean. But definitely that that really really helped and uh, so it was funny we were at the store one time and we had this other guy with all these tattoos and piercings and he's just staring at my wife man and i'm like like what's she finally like can i help you she goes no i'm just looking at your date your piercing and so he called his girlfriend over like yeah yeah she's got a date and so it's funny you got these things in common with people that do all these piercings or whatever but uh, there's just this great health benefit to it so a little bit of pain, if you're willing to go through, if you're suffering from migraines and you're willing to go through a little bit of pain on, on the front end to be able to deal with migraines, it might be very helpful. I mean, there's a percentage of people that it doesn't work for, but uh, I, there's about three or four people that have gotten them that I know that it has been like almost like a miracle working thing for them. So uh, uh, that's Dave, uh, D-A-I-T-H, I believe, a Dave piercing. But uh, first, try these essential oils. I, uh, you know, everybody should have essential oils in a diffuser. If you do diffuse, make sure that you use distilled water because the minerals in the uh, in regular tap water are, are going to go through and they're going to eventually clog up the diffuser. So, uh, just a little uh, extra bang for your buck there. All right. So, like I said, every Friday I I go to the um, I go to the archives and try to bring out some articles that are very relevant. Um, uh, the two that I'm bringing out today are from uh, one's from 2012 and one is from 2014. So uh, this one here, this first one that I'm reading, it's a very very short article, but it is from my friend Survive at uh, Ken over at SurvivalTech.com, and uh, it's called Hobo Fishing with the Soda Can. Uh, this was again, like I said, June 2012. So it's a very short article, but uh, something to consider when you uh, find yourself maybe uh, in, in where you can be fishing, but you don't have a rod. So here we go. A rod and reel. Fishing is an age-old craft that can be done primitively or with high-tech equipment. There's no substitute for experience and skill, but we're grateful for dumb luck when it happens. I heard of a low-tech way to fish that I just had to try. It's called hobo fishing. This method uses a conventional fishing line with assorted hooks, lures, weights, baits, and bobbers, but uses a stick or similar object for a spool and eliminates the need for a rod and reel. Indigenous people have used this technique for generations. In the pr this present day, this simple technique allows a greater latitude for improvising along with the benefit of easy storage and transport. I began preparing my rig by measuring out a suitable length of fishing line, then fastening it to an empty soda can using the pull tab as an anchor point. 
From there, I wound the line around the can with successive loops heading towards the other end where, whereupon I tied on the hook and bait. To operate this rig, feed about one foot of line and place your thumb on the top of the can. Your thumb becomes your casting release. I find it easier to cast from the side and just after a cast or two, it begins to feel natural and can be quite effective. On the third cast, I caught the bass shown in this photo. What makes this type of fishing particularly exciting is that you literally have a direct line to the fish so you feel it's, e you feel it's every move. When the fish takes the bait, you retrieve the line by grabbing it with alternate hand holds, much like the rhythm and motion when paddling a kayak. Landing the fish is pretty much the same as when using a rod. You owe it to yourself to experience this method of fishing as you are able to feel a more direct connection with your catch and a satisfaction of your achievement. All right, so uh, if you ever get the chance, a soda can. And so again, you're using the soda can as your, as your reel. You're, you're allowing it to go and, and uh, using your thumb as a, as a tensioner there. So a nice looking bass that Ken caught there with, uh, with his little hobo can, soda can. So again, that's over at survivaltech.com. Uh, like always, I will link to all these articles in the show notes, episode 168, and uh, you can also get them in uh, the in the if you have iTunes or Pocket Cast or some other podcast catcher. Uh, if you get the show notes, it'll be in there. All right, so this article, man, this article is one of those that you kind of kind of you know focus on just a little bit here. Because it's very, very interesting the way that uh, they did. This is uh, from an experiment that was done in World War II. And really, uh, well, I mean, the article does a good job of explaining why they did what they did. But uh, it really comes into line when you start thinking about food stores. And, uh, you know, how much food should I have? And, you know, what does that all entail? So uh, let's go ahead and read this one. This one comes to us from preparednessadvice.com. And again, the article is the Minnesota Starvation Experiment and how it can affect your storage. And basically, it's how it can affect your food storage. So let's go ahead and read this one. During World War II, 36 volunteer conscientious objectors participated in a starvation study conducted at the University of Minnesota. The study consisted of three phases. It was designed to mimic the effects that starvation would have on the European populations and determine the best ways to help them recover. The first phase lasted 12 weeks. This was a control phase in which the participants were studied and their average daily calorie intake was determined. The volunteers' average intake was 3,200 calories. Keep in mind that these were all young, healthy men of military age. They were required to walk 22 miles a week. The second phase was the starvation phase. This lasted for 24 weeks. The men continued their normal exercise routine of walking 22 miles a week while their calorie intake was limited. The goal was to make each man lose 25% or more of their original body weight. Each man's diet was figured separately and caloric intake varied averaging about 1,500 calories a day. Some were as low as 1,200 and some near 1,800 calories a day. They were fed two meals a day, one in the morning, the other in the evening. The meals consisted of foods that were available to the people in Europe during the latter stages of the war. This included potatoes, rutabagas, turnips, dark bread and macaroni, and lots of starches. 
This is similar to what I see many people storing for a long-term storage, a diet that is low in protein. During this period, the men were so fixed on how hungry they were that all they thought about was food. They lost all desire for anything that didn't involve food, even sex. The men reported decreased tolerance for cold temperatures and needed additional blankets even in the middle of summer. They experienced dizziness, extreme tiredness, muscle soreness, hair loss, reduced coordination, and ringing in their ears. While they were allowed to attend university classes, several were forced to quit due to the inability to concentrate. Four volunteers were unable to finish the experiment for various reasons. Two of them stole food, including things like raiding the garbage and eating raw rutabagas. The third phase was the recovery phase during which the researchers would try to get the men back to their original weights. This lasted for 12 weeks as well. The men were divided into groups that were given different amounts of calories. Some groups were given 400 additional calories a day, while others were given 1,200 more. During the recovery stage, the men still felt like they were starving. After the experiment was complete and they could eat what they wanted, many men ate as many as 10,000 calories a day. The men all gained their weight back and most gained at least 10% more. As you are working on your long-term storage, give some thought to the results of this study. I have spoken with many people who consider 1,500 calories a day as adequate. Based on this study, you may want to reconsider this. If you are a healthy young male working hard, you better be thinking in terms of 3,000 calories a day or more. Since most Americans lead a more sedentary life, most of us are going to need more food than we currently consume or you will be running your own starvation experiment. So there was a couple of comments here. One of the comments, comments said, uh, because the article mentioned protein, uh, mentioned that it wasn't necessarily protein, that it was more uh, the calories, because some people just eat uh, foods that are low in protein, you know, with no proteins, uh, I guess vegans and stuff like that. Uh, and so that was there. But th you know, there's comments here that might be interesting to you uh, for this. You know, this is, a, this is an interesting thing. So when people are hungry, uh, you know, they're going to start, they're, they're going to have different people are going to have different effects, you know, dizziness, not able to concentrate. Uh, what does all that play out? If you're trying to pull security, if you are trying to work, uh, you know, if you if you got some thinking things that you have to do, but you can't process things because you're hungry. I mean, that's a that's a you know, serious you know thing to consider. Uh, not to mention the fact that you know these people were so they felt so deprived of their food that even when they could eat later on, I mean, they were eating a lot. They're eating ten thousand calories. Um, I mean, that's that's crazy. And then gaining all that weight. Uh, weight back you know, and that might be one reason why people when they go on diets they wind up gaining all that weight back because they feel deprived of food you know and so it's like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna make up for it and uh, you know they feel it that way so this is an interesting article and I remember when I first read it it was like you know that was uh, one of the things that kind of gets you going and thinking really thinking about your food storage and uh, you know do I have enough do I have enough to really uh, make the calories that I that I need I mean, a lot of us eat more calories than we should, and so we probably should, you know, come down a little bit on our calorie intake, uh, if you know, just because you know that's the way Americans are. Um, but you don't want you you want to be able to do that and manage it and do it in a safe way and uh, where you you have total control of it, not because you're forced to do that. 
So uh, hopefully this kind of gets you thinking a little bit about food storage. And if you are new to food storage, um, you know, if you're new to preparedness and, uh, you know, food storage is a, is a new thing for you, I'm going to link to a couple of articles um, because I don't want people to freak out and just go crazy. I'm going to link to a couple of articles that you should read if you are new to preparedness uh, talking about food storage. But also uh, be looking out. I'm doing a series called uh, Survival for the Common Man over at edthatmatters.com and trying to release an article, trying to, uh, uh, you know, be, Write articles that are coming or that are for people new to preparedness or people that maybe aren't familiar with preparedness and trying to start from the beginning and moving forward. You know, how would someone how would someone go about it? So I'll be looking for more articles coming uh, coming out of edthatmatters.com and I'll definitely be reading them here as well. All right, so uh, that's at preparednessadvice.com and uh, there's not links there, but there are comments that you might want to go check out. All right, guys. Uh, every uh, every night, every yeah evening, we post articles to prepperwebsite.com. Um, that's where we get the articles that we read for the podcast. And so uh, we post somewhere between eight to ten, eight to twelve articles every single day. So if you are interested in more preparedness information, you can go over to prepperwebsite.com. And that is uh, that's the main the main website, man. That's where we put all the preparedness information. Uh, on the right hand side, you'll see uh, some links to different pages. And so, if you want, these are pages that are dedicated to like frugal living, do it yourself, uh, firearms with the shooters gallery. The second page news has all different kinds of things. Um, there's a consp- if you're into conspiracies, there's a page for conspiracies, and then alternative news hub. Uh, that's probably the most that's the most popular. Uh, page on Prepper website other than the main page. The Alternative News Hub uh, gets a lot of hits every single day. And so, uh, you know, a lot of good stuff there to go check out. Uh, Don't forget to, uh, on the little drop down, you can go to Prepper Topics uh, or Research Topics and it'll take you to the tag cloud on Prepper website. And you can, you know, any topic that you want, you can find and click on that and it will show you the, the articles that were posted on Prepper website dealing with that topic. And um, I'm very proud of that one because a lot of people find that very useful. Hey, uh, a lot of people always ask me, uh, Todd, how can I support Prepper website? Do you take donations? Do you do uh, Patreon? And I don't do Patreon. I don't want to do Patreon. I don't take donations. Uh, you know, We do advertisements on Prepper website. At some point, I might do sponsorships over on the podcast. I, I just, you know, haven't got around to doing it. I really don't know what that would look like. I, I just, I don't know about that. Uh, but uh, I'm trying to keep the podcast like full audible. You know, I'm not doing bumper music. I'm not doing any fancy things like that. I'm just trying to keep it pure audible um, because, I mean, I, I like audible books and uh, I like all that. And I'm assuming there's a lot of people that like that as well. I listen to some podcasts that it takes forever to get to uh, the, the person actually talking. So, uh, I'm trying to cut out all that all that stuff. But if you do want to support us, one of the ways that you can do it is going uh, going to Amazon. Amazon doesn't cost you anything when you when you buy from Amazon. Um, it doesn't cost you anything more to go through one of our links, but it is a little blessing for us. So we get a small little percentage of what uh, of what you purchase. So if you have things that you are going to buy on Amazon, which a lot of people buy on Amazon nowadays. 
but if there's something that you were going to buy, if you would go through one of our links, that, that really helps us out. And that's a blessing. So we have links to Amazon on uh, the prepperwebsitepodcast.com and on Prepper Website and also on Ed That Matters. So anything that kind of says Amazon and it takes you to Amazon, um, that would, uh, you know, anything that you buy, whether it's preparedness related or not, is a benefit to us. So I do appreciate uh, people when they do uh, purchase from Amazon through our links. And like I said, that, that is a blessing to us. So I hope, uh, you know, this is Friday. I hope you ha- enjoy the weekend. I hope you get some time uh, to spend it, you know, relaxing at peace, going, uh, maybe spending some time with the family, going to church, whatever, whatever it is that, that you do. Maybe you go out and you spend a little bit of, of uh, time getting some dirt time out there and, uh, you know, practicing some skills or some other preparedness, um, uh, you know, getting some, some pre- preparedness items uh, built into maybe a kit or uh, you know food storage or whatever. But uh, hopefully you have a, a great week and uh, we'll see you again uh, next weekend or next week <laughs> starting on Monday for uh, another round, another week of podcast. So with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.